0: We're all advocates. We're the backbone. We're the backbone of the nation.
1: Show the rest of the world who aren't farmers what it is. What's it it like on a farm? You know, what we do every day. We're feeding the world. Creates a healthy community. So, you know, eat local, buy local, support your local farmers.
2: Welcome back to another episode of The Advocates. In today's episode, Daniel and Wade are joined by
0: Aaron Holbert from Dana, Indiana. A Purdue grad, Erin works on her family's farm where they grow a variety of crops. Erin also owns Heart of the Midwest, a blog and t-shirt store dedicated to agriculture.
2: Aaron, how are you doing today?
0: Good, how are you guys?
2: Doing great. Dan, yourself?
1: Doing well, doing well. Excited for this uh, podcast. Sounds pretty interesting.
2: I, I agree. Aaron, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and, and what you're up to these days.
0: Yeah, so I actually um, grew up in Dana, Indiana on our family farm and then went to Purdue where I majored in ag business and crop science, Um, had a couple internships while I was there. One of them turned into a full-time job as an agronomist with Cargill, moved up to Michigan for um, a little bit and then was offered an opportunity back closer to home um, as a DSM for regional seed company which allowed me to get closer to the family farm um, and help when I was able. And then about a year and a half ago, I left that job and came back to the farm to work full-time for my dad before starting um, just kind of like a side business, selling T-shirts and just kind of random ad gear.
2: You, you mentioned you went to Purdue. Uh, what was it about that school that, that intrigued you to go there and what it made, made that the choice to go further your education?
0: Well, obviously, being from Indiana, obviously, I believe uh, that Purdue is the number one ag school in the country, and also, it just so happens that my mom works for Purdue Extension, so we were offered a pretty good deal on tuition, so my dad told us that if we didn't get into Purdue, we weren't going to school. He wasn't going to pay for it, Um, so actually, Purdue was the only school I even applied to. It was the only school I was ever interested in going to, so... Just
2: kind of lucked out for um, me and my bank account. So you you, you major in ag business and was that a double major in crop science or was it a, was it a crop science minor? Crop science minor. And so I guess you all, did. You, you said you had some internships that led into a, a job. Was um, but you now work at the back, back with the family farm. Was the goal kind of always to go back home or? Or were you were you wanting to go out and, and live in the live in the world outside of Dana, Indiana?
0: Yeah. So um, when I went to Purdue, my goal actually was to be a veterinarian. I started out in pre vet, and I got there, and I really got to thinking about it, and I thought I can spend the next eight years in a library, or I can spend the next three to four years, you know, having a good time, really enjoying college, and be just as happy on the crop side of things. So I went with that route. Um, And I did want to come back to the farm eventually. Um, I wasn't really sure after I graduated what I was going to do. Um, I never wanted to kind of paint myself into a corner, if that makes sense, and just, you know, um, keep myself from going after certain opportunities. Uh, But the other thing, too, was my dad said that none of us kids were allowed to come back to the family farm straight from college. We had to go someplace else. And worked for at least a few years um, basically so we would have a more of a greater appreciation for the family farm and to know what it was like in different parts of the industry and to work for someone that wasn't family
2: it's kind of the same setup your dad had with you dan right yeah pretty much
1: he said you better get out of here and and Go work somewhere else. (laughs) He's not paying for my college, though, sadly. (laughs) Wish I had that. (laughs)
0: Yeah. No, no. Well, I'm slowly paying my dad back, so it's been fun. Oh,
1: I get you. Well, that that works, you know. So you went and worked for a seed company. Uh, What did you do there?
0: Yep, so I was an account manager, kind of just a DSM. So I both managed dealers and sold seed directly to the customers. And then with that, I... Was covering probably a fifth of the state of Illinois and um, several counties in Indiana, so I stayed pretty busy. I covered a lot of ground.
2: So you said a fifth of the state in Indiana. How many? How many like farmable acres would that be?
0: Um, fifth of the state of Illinois. It was kind of the the southeastern fifth, um, and so I honestly couldn't really tell you. I think overall, I covered close to thirty or more counties between Indiana and Illinois. So it was a pretty good chunk. Um, My customers were pretty spread out.
2: Lots of corn, I'm guessing, or some other crops as well?
0: So we just sold, um, for that company, corn, beans, and technically we sold alfalfa. I never sold any of that. Um, Yeah, pretty much in this area, all you're going to find is corn, beans, a little bit of wheat, and that's it.
1: i've I've had a I Stater friend tell me that the saying up there is it's corn beans, Miami, basically, you'll get it done with harvest and then you don't have to worry about anything. Is that true?
0: Uh, I think that some people are like that. Ross Holbert, my father is not the man <laughs> always has something for us to do. I'm telling you, uh-huh. I was just talking to a friend today. And he was like, man, we're just out of stuff to do in the shop. And your dad said that you guys have tons of stuff. And I'm like, no, we really don't. Like, nothing is necessary, but we <laughs> always well, have the list going.
1: 2019, Aaron, uh, does that bring back chills of uh, past memories of getting things stuck and everything? How did the farm handle uh, the, the rains uh, and all the difficulties that came in with 2019?
0: Yeah, I just got to say 2019 was the year from
2: hell. Um, we're, yeah. we're only a few months into I 2020. Had, <laughs> I don't know. So, That's I'm just
0: going right now that it's already better than 2019. Um,
2: huh. Yeah, so up That's here, we
0: had issues with 2018. It started raining in October and did not quit until May of 2019. So we didn't finish. Harvest the year before till almost Christmas, um, and most of that was in the middle of the night while the ground was frozen. So we started out 2019 with no fall burn down sprayed, no groundwork um, nothing, and that was a heck of the year to be back on the farm full time. Um, not only there was there's so much stuff that you don't realize that you don't know when you're not around the farm full time. Um, so I had that on top of just an already stressful year and working for my dad full time. Um, that was last year was the first year I planted all the bean acres. Um, so that was kind of terrifying for me. I'm not going to lie. And then we didn't finish planting or replanting until July 4th. Um, and then it was kind of rough the the whole way through, so mm-hmm. I can only Aaron, say that this year it's not worse.
1: <laughs> I uh, I'm with you. We didn't have it near as bad here in God's country, or Texas, as those might not know. But I mean, it's uh-huh. pretty rough uh, when you get rains for a solid oh, yeah. you know, month.
0: Well, and then we didn't finish harvesting 2019, same as 2018, until the middle of December. So. Uh, that's usually we're done I, for I, Halloween
1: wow how do you do that wow that that blows my mind we don't even start well it's different climate but we don't even start till after Halloween <laughs> that's for sure that's amazing uh-huh. well let's let's switch topics here something that always gravitates me is, is green shiny equipment now I've been following you on the Instagram for a while now and uh it seems like every time I turn around, you're waxing a truck or a combine or a tractor. Is that your dad asking you to do that, or do you enjoy something like
0: that? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say, you know, that's my number one thing, favorite thing to do on the farm. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, that definitely has uh, my dad. He was really big about, you know, making sure you take care of equipment, making sure it looks good so it lasts longer. Um, and so he's mm-hmm. definitely made sure that that's important to my brother and I as well. So no, none of us really mind putting in all that extra work to to really make things last.
1: Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I didn't mean to put sub- subjects
0: Instagram on yet. Oh, it
1: <laughs> does. I mean, you talk about the likes, people just gravitate towards shiny green equipment. Not so much that oh, red stuff, though, I can promise you that. No
0: one likes red
1: stuff. And if you do, you might be a little silly in the head. <clears throat> anyway, moving on. Uh, so so you went from selling seed. Uh, you got to learn a different aspect of, of, of not being on a farm, working for an employer that may not have the same values or may not have the same opinions that uh, your, your father might have. And you moved back to the farm, so you uh, went back and and you're 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 working for your dad. Oh, is that it, or do you have other deals? I think it's called Heart of the Midwest.
0: Yeah, so i have had this idea for several years. Um, you see all these cute livestock shirts, you know, the cow with the bandana and things like that. And we never had livestock. My dad always said, if you have to fence it or feed it, you don't need it. Um, so. I was always like, why aren't there shirts, like, for the grain girls, you know? So I had ideas for a couple shirts, and after a few years, I bit the bullet and designed them and got them printed. And they went over so much better than I thought. So I thought, you know what? I better make this legal and start a business and a website. Um, So that's been a nice little side gig. Um, It's been good to connect with people. It's been really cool to packages all over the country, all over the world, um, and then it has also allowed me to, um, donate money to Agribility. so money from each shirt sold, um, is donated to AgrAbility.
1: Mm-hmm. What now, is... Now, I, I, I guess I don't... Yeah, what is Agribility?
0: Oh, okay, so... <laughs> While I was at Purdue, I was a part of Sigma Alpha Agriculture Sorority, and that was our main philanthropy. So agribility, um, basically, if a farmer has a disability, is in an accident, anything that um, would cause them to maybe have a little little bit more of a difficult time, like getting up into a tractor or just accessibility-wise, they will come in there and outfit things so that they can still keep doing what they love um so mm-hmm. they'll, they'll build a wheelchair lift up to the combine so that person can continue um, to farm
1: okay that's cool that's really cool
0: on yeah, your so it's something that you know i'm super passionate about
2: sounds like it on your website there you've also got a blog um why why is it important for you to to have an outlet to write um to connect with with people in another way
0: I've always wanted to have a blog. I actually started one several years ago, and then I think I posted maybe two articles and got freaked out because I didn't want anyone that I knew to read them and judge me. Um, So, yeah, I started um, the Heart of the Midwest blog in January of this year, and just kind of an outlet to it's been good to kind of get some things off my chest. It's been good to have people react and. you know feel the same way as i do so it's it's definitely been um really cool to see kind of a little bit of a community build from that
2: you you mentioned a community and one of your late, latest blogs is, is entitled the the women who paved the way uh, that you post on international women's day uh why is the ag community uh the the women's ag community such a such an important thing to you and and to anybody out there
0: yeah, so I do think that the the women in ag community has been really cool um, just to connect with other women out there um, who are in the same boat as me, who are starting their own farm, who are doing their own thing. Um, and so, yeah, the community is definitely good. It gets lonely sometimes, you know, as you guys know, farming, um, so it's just been really cool to, to connect with those people and keep in touch on social media.
2: You, you, you mentioned social media. Um, Dan mentioned that he, he learned about you on Instagram. Um, you, you've got quite the Twitter following um, in, in the Ag Twitter world. Um, why do you prefer Twitter over Instagram?
0: So I actually just got Twitter a few years ago when I started at that regional feed company. They wanted all of their employees to have a Twitter, and I thought, you know, what? I'm never going to do anything with this. And then I had one random tweet about putting squirrel in the chicken and noodles one Christmas, and um, I kind of I gained a lot of followers there, and I thought, oh wait a second, like um, I can actually like interact with people on this thing, and so. The past few years, yeah, it's it's been kind of amazing. Um the number of people that have followed me on Twitter. As my dad says, I don't know why anyone was gonna follow you. And I kinda I kinda have to agree with him on that. But it has been really fun. It's also been really good for for my business. Um so I'm really grateful for well, social media for that.
1: Hold up a sec. Um, I'm I'm kind of confused here squirrel and a chicken noodle soup is that what you said
0: i did so we had a big family (laughs) where
1: where did that come from
0: so we had a big family christmas a few years ago and um, my entire my entire family came in to town so like five of my dad's siblings like their kids and so all the cousins stayed at my house and all the parents stayed um, with my parents And my brother really loved hunt. And so he had shot a couple of squirrels Christmas Eve morning. Um, And I always make the chicken and noodles for family things. And so he was like, you know what we should do? We should, we should throw some squirrel in there. And I was like, yeah, we totally should. And we didn't tell anyone. So the entire family ate squirrel and noodles. And then uh, we had um, a few drinks after dinner and, accidentally let it slip that that's what they ate and so <laughs> i wasn't allowed to bring any food to a family get together until about six months ago
1: <laughs> hey, well i think i should look into this because i, I must say that's cookies.
2: that's that may not now be I a bad bad think. deal
0: <laughs> actually none of them know it but they had squirrel and noodles again for this past christmas I
2: <laughs> <Wow. laughs> they know now <laughs>
1: Well, I guess if I'm ever in Indiana, I ain't eating any soup that uh, you've made, that's for sure.
0: You guys won't eat squirrels. It's so good.
1: Well, I've seen squirrels very few times in, in the panhandle, and each one that I've seen seems kind of uh, uh, something that I wouldn't want to consume. That's the safest way to say it. And so, got that branded in my head. I'd, I'd take a steak. <laughs> uh so I got a question for you. What 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 does the day in the life of Aaron Holbert look like on the
0: farm? It's pretty variable. Whatever whatever my dad says we're doing that day, um, we never really know. So in the spring, um, I run in hydrous tanks for my dad, and we have one full time guy. So they're putting on gas, and I'm constantly running tanks. And then the past couple of years, uh, I've been the main soybean planter um all summer you know we're backpack spraying we're walking beans um you know just trying to keep those weed issues down and then in the fall i would run the auger cart
1: auger cart that's what you call it huh
0: oh yeah we, it's an auger cart
1: interesting interesting so uh y'all 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 seem like a pretty typical just Northern Farm Corn and Corn and Beans and you said a little wheat, correct?
0: Yep. So we actually don't do we. Um, there's a couple guys in our county that do, but we're just oh, gotcha. uh, corn okay. and beans. Yep.
1: So what what do you see uh, the future of the farm being? Say ten years from now, what what would you like the farm or where would you like to be to see the farm? You know, ten ten years from now. What what's your idea of the future for that?
0: Um, to be completely honest, I have no idea where I'm going to to end up. You know, I'd be happy if if I am still on the farm. But my brother is at Purdue right now. And um, in the ag school, and he will be graduating next year. And then he'll be spending four years with the Marine Corps. And then his plan is to also come back to the farm. So
1: So y'all are y'all are literally pretty much a family farm if you've, if i've kept kept my counting fingers right, you've got one brother on the farm at the moment, right
0: uh yes, he will be. He'll be back from um school here soon with the with pretty okay. cancelling classes. It's actually going to work out really well for us
1: <laughs> it is pretty handy't it there's a silver lining in every cloud there. And the silver lining it, with this COVID-19 is farmers can have their kids back in college. <laughs>
0: oh, yes. It really, really takes some of the pressure off me. I can tell you that.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. So you don't really have a, a, a future, or you don't know what your future holds in the farm and everything, and I understand that. If, if you could take your own, if you could see yourself in 10 years, how about this? What do you think you might be doing?
0: I have no idea because that answer has changed uh, about every month for the past six months.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
2: understand that. I understand
0: honest, that. I, I've given up trying to trying to plan or predict anything.
2: Uh, Dan, let's let's move to our new Good favorite deal. segment, um, the rapid fire portion of the podcast. We we need a catchy title for that. All right, Aaron, you have any ideas? Uh... Um.
0: Something like fast-fire farming something like that. I'm trying to think of how you would Ooh, fast say that. Fast-fire farming.
1: You could, you could abbreviate that and just call it the triple a little, F. Time for the triple yeah, F. Yeah,
0: like a little bit of alliteration there.
1: I'm liking that, way. That's Wade. a good
2: idea. I'll make a note of that. All royalties, of course, will go to you. All uh, right. <laughs> I appreciate oh, yeah. that. <laughs> first, first question out of the book. Um, What was the last book you read?
0: Shoot, what was the last book you read? Oh. Far from the madding crowd.
2: Was it good?
0: It was pretty good. Super nerdy, you know, right. some of that Edwardian literature.
1: <laughs> um, all right, how, this is my question. I, I think it's kind of fun. If you could guest star on a TV show, what show would it be?
0: I really wish I could say that it would be Yellowstone, but it would probably be like last man standing. I don't really think <laughs> I'm a Yellowstone crowd, but last man I thought <laughs> we would.
2: Is that show still on TV? You know, I, I was... thought it got cancelled.
0: Um, it got cancelled. They brought it back for another season and I think it's still going.
2: Well good. Next question. Your your favorite teacher you had while you were in school and why?
0: Yeah, so my favorite teacher was my high school calculus teacher. I had her for two years. Like I said, super nerdy. Um, she just put in a whole, a whole lot of extra time and effort that she didn't have to. She came in on Sundays, on Christmas and fall breaks, um, invited us over to swim at her house to get some extra tutoring in. So definitely went above and beyond for us.
1: Do you mind me asking if you get any blowback of, of being a gal in the farming area around that, do you get any blowback from other farmers that say maybe you don't shouldn't be here? I've seen it personally here that quite a few women around here are just like treated differently by men in the ag, ag industry.
0: Like I said before, um, my dad never treated my brother and I, or, and my sister, I guess I haven't really mentioned her, I do have a sister, he never treated any of us any differently. Um, we were all expected to do the same jobs um, to the same quality uh and I feel like that was kind of a community thing um I watched wives and daughters and mothers um and sisters everyone worked alongside the men um and played just as important of a role on the farm and so I yeah like I said it never occurred to me that women in ag were anything special until I left this area and saw something different and was told something different Um, My grandma worked at their family's grain elevator, you know. So to me, it was just, you did what needed to be done. Um, You just get the job done. It doesn't matter your gender. Um, When I, I will say when I started selling seed, um, I had a dealer. I went down south to Southern Illinois to take out a plot. And so I was waiting on the side of the road with the way wagon to let him get the ends cut off to pull in the field. And his dad um, pulled in beside me and said, oh, are you the seed guy's wife or daughter? And I was like, no, I am the seed guy. And I think you could tell I was a little bit offended, you know, just by the way he said it. Um uh-huh. And he came back later with donuts and and chocolate milk for me. And he was like, "I just want to apologize. You know, back in my day, things were different. And you know, when my son was talking about Aaron, the new the new seed guy he was dealing with, the seed person he was dealing with, I just assumed, you know, Aaron is a male and female name. And so he just assumed. So, but that's probably the worst and most offensive thing anyone's ever done." Um, to me, while I've been in this industry since I graduated from Purdue, and really, that's it wasn't that offensive.
1: Mm-hmm. So, Aaron, in, in closing, I mean we've we've talked about your farm, we've talked about your your past and uh, seed company, your your college career. Uh, you, you've got quite the vast experience, and then I think it's neat that you've come back to the family farm uh, of your own accord. And, and working with family because that's important. you don't see that much anymore and, and especially in my area uh, talking with with some of the struggles that you've had of, of being a woman in AG uh, it, do you think there's a way to change that perspective uh, and and if so, how do you think we can we can do that?
0: Yeah, so I have always been a big believer that actions speak louder than words, so you can have big groups of women screaming for people to recognize them as women in ads, or you can just uh-huh. buckle down and get the work done um, and kind of just let your work show for itself that, you know, you deserve to be there.
1: Mm-hmm. I understand. Well, Aaron, I want to thank you for being on our show. Uh, really appreciate you taking the time out of your day <laughs> You know, I know everyone's busy, and so I sure appreciate you coming on our show. Uh, if you could tell us uh, one last thing, you know, uh, about you personally or something that you'd like to share with our audience, uh, just just to, excuse me, end things off, what would you like to say?
0: So a few weeks ago, I was asked to come back and speak to my Sigma Alpha chapter. So that was a big honor. And, you know, that all of our speakers always ended their talks with, you know, a few key pieces of advice that they would like to pass on. And so um, those two things that I, I feel are very important. The first one was stay in your own lane. And by that, especially with, in this age of social media um, and networking, I think it's really easy to compare yourself to others, to compare, you know, my shop with someone else who has started um, an online store, or a blog, and like, well, she has so many more followers, like, she is gaining so much more attention, um, and that's when I just really need to realize, you know, you have to put the blinders on, and remember, like, that's not why you started the blog, that's not why you started this store. Um, you did it uh, for yourself and and not for social media life. Um, so that's been a really important thing for me. And then the other thing is that your plan may not be the same as God's plan for you. Um, uh, There's been uh, several times in the past few years, like I said, like the past six months, you know, my plans have changed every month. And um, so that's been difficult for me as a person who likes to have a life plan. Um, but just kind of stepping back and, and putting it in his hands has been uh, a big life lesson that I've learned here lately.
1: Right. That, that makes sense. I appreciate you you sharing that with us.
2: Aaron, thanks for coming on the show with us today. Uh, if you, if you will plug your, plug your social medias, plug your website with our listeners so they know where to find you.
0: Yep. So on Twitter and Instagram, I am Ern Holbert, Aaron Holbert without the I. Um, and then on Facebook and my website, it's Heart of the Midwest and Heart of the And thank you guys so much for having me. Um, it's been a real pleasure talking to you both.
2: Thanks for coming on. Folks, check out those t shirts. Uh, just order one for my wife. Um, they look like they're good stuff. Get you one. Dan, we'll visit with you the next time. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Advocates. Be sure and check out our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages to see who will feature next. On behalf of Dan, I'm Wade. We'll see you next time.